Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety, the podcast from Lighthouse Hockey. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me via Skype is my friend Michael Leboff. Uh, Mike, were you watching that press conference thing on Monday or not? <laughs> I followed it via Twitter. I didn't even. Yeah, know. I I watched. Uh, I watched like a second. Turned it off. Uh, didn't I didn't see Billy Joel there, which is a little strange <laughs> for an Islander press conference. So. Right, right. Yeah, he's usually there. Or or Governor Cuomo. He made his appearance the next day, but I guess we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's been a wild week, and uh, it's only Wednesday, which is really a very bad sign. But and the uh, Islanders don't play till October. <laughs> yeah, yeah, making things seem even longer. Oh, I, I don't time. Time means nothing to these people, I guess. But uh, but it's been a long week. There's been a lot going on, even though they actually haven't played any games, and they won't until October, like you said. And uh, to help us uh, sort of sift through the rubble of all of that uh, activity is our friend Arthur Staple of The Athletic. Uh, Art, thanks for joining us. It's good to be here, fellas. It's always great is to it? have you. <laughs> in, a time, in a time like this? Ugh. <laughs> hey, I asked, and he came on. So I guess yeah, uh, very nice, very nice. You're like our, our 
our psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh, our, <laughs> We're sorry. You're a lot cheaper, though, than a psychiatrist. So. <laughs> I appreciate that. And, and I'm assuming that uh, you're doing this so you don't have to watch The Real Housewives of New York, which is what my wife is probably watching upstairs <laughs> right now, and I'll have to watch later. Uh, Monday, you, you were at this event that's kind of become like Woodstock. Like, you know, lots of people claim to have been there and were, you know, affected by it. But really, the, the amount of people that are actually there was very relatively small. You were one of the few people that were there. Uh, it was, you know, the sort of season-ending wrap-up, and, uh, you know, John Ledecky, the co-owner, was there, and Garth Snow and Doug Waite were there, and we didn't know what was going to transpire, and what happened was really odd. Um, could you just sort of walk us through real quick sort of the, the chain of events, I mean, as best you can? Uh, you did a great write-up on The Athletic uh, about this, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But So, I mean, it starts with, with them basically saying that, they've been led to believe that they're going to keep their jobs, right? For the time being, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it was, it was kind of a strange mix of, of Ledecky giving the statement that sounded pretty frustrated and angry. And then him getting up from the table that he was sitting at with snow and weight. And then, um, which I thought was a little bit of a power move, but then he kind of stood behind the cameras watching snow and wait field the questions that i think a lot of people had for ledecky mm. um just as you know to kind of fully set the scene it was you know it was a long day because it was the the second right. day of exit meetings and media stuff and Tavares had just had just spoken a little bit earlier um they left so all the all, big ones to day two so it was Barzell, exactly. Tavares, yeah <laughs> right well the, all the big ones it was <laughs> and Tavares and exactly. calvin dehan right. um so we go into this this room, this, this press conference room, I guess. And, uh, before that, Andrew Gross, my, uh, my able replacement on the beat at Newsday and myself, it's well, uh, (laughs) he and I each had a few minutes one-on-one with snow and wait in Garth's office to kind of, you know, get some questions out and have a little exclusive, uh, which is very helpful of the Islanders to do. So, that's why really there weren't any questions asked by either of us because we had our information right. already. Uh, and really both of us, I think were anticipating that Ledecky was going to really run the show and answer the questions. And when that, when he got up and finished his statement and said, he wasn't talking about anybody specifically and walked behind the cameras and stood there watching, I think I was, uh, I felt if I may refer back to what I should be watching tonight, I felt a little bit like I did when Luann came on the screen and her Diana Ross costume <laughs> in the season opener of uh, New York. This uh, I know year, exactly which... what you're talking about. I don't know if Mike does. Michael Wilhoff uh, definitely maybe, does, but uh... maybe none of your maybe none of your listeners do. But I hope they go down and check it because I yes. was it was almost as it wasn't as shocking, but I was still kind of just like, huh, I didn't know that was yeah. a thing that was going to happen. <laughs> so. um so yeah, it was uh, it was strange, and you know nobody was uh, was discourteous or anything, and um, you know Garth Snow and Doug Waite are still in the Islanders' offices, still mm-hmm. doing their work, their off-season work, <laughs> planning for next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my impression is that uh, once John Tavares makes his decision whether he stays with the Islanders and signs a long-term contract or leaves in free agency or tells them before free agency he wants to leave and his, his rights are traded, that may be when the ultimate decision is made, at least on Garth Snow. And that, I'm sure we can you guys can ask more questions, but as I've written a lot and as I've thought a lot and said a lot out loud, that's 
pretty bizarre because the offseason is going to be pretty much done by then. Yeah. And the team, even without Tavares, is going to be pretty well set because they're going to make some moves, I presume, at the draft with all these assets they have. And um, so the whole timeline to just kind of do it in slow motion instead of uh, right now when you can actually make a decisive move and and send the team in a, in a new direction or or reaffirm that you want these guys here so that they can do their jobs um it's uh weird it's weird yeah. and strange yeah. that's those yeah. are the words i keep using and they really <laughs> they really fit yeah uh you, you pretty much nailed it i thought in in your article when you referenced the colorado avalanche not this year's avalanche which are i guess going to start their playoffs uh tomorrow but um the last year's avalanche where patrick wall left he stepped down from the coach's position, I mean, just before training camp, right? It was like a week or two before training camp, and they brought up their they, – they hired a coach who had been with uh, – in the AHL, Jared Bednar. He had coached at uh, Columbus's farm team, and they brought him in, and uh, they were a mess. That was the whole thing that, you know, got Matt Duchesne traded ultimately. You know, they were just awful last year. They were one of the worst teams, if not the single worst team in the league, and – now they're a playoff team with very little changes. And I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more that went into it, but you know, taking over an NHL team with a week, you know, before training camp is not an optimal situation. And like you said, this sets them up. If, the, if all of this hinges upon John Tavares's decision, which happens July 1st, you know, when 90% of the free agents are, are swooped up, picked up and there's been a draft and there's been other moves and everybody's off to the cabin that they all have, uh, that they all go to in the summertime. I mean, that doesn't leave you a lot of room to fix what your problems are. And, I mean, I really – I think you're right, but at the same time, I'm terrified that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, usually um, – you know, I know the, the the most Islander fans are so beaten up they and they have such animosity towards Garth Snow and just feel like bad luck or bad occurrences or <laughs> bad decisions follow this team around that, like, they always assume – that the that the most ridiculous timeline is the one that will occur right. with the Islanders, and it's not really always true. But if this, as if it goes down the way that you said it could go down, <laughs> then that is the most ridiculous yeah. timeline because we're already into that, well into that timeline because of the decisions that were made and not made last off season, starting with Tavares's agent telling Scott Malkin that he didn't want to talk about a contract and wanted to play out his final year, and the owners saying sure, take all the time you need and we won't trade you. Uh, and that really is the kind of the original sin of all of this stuff to get to this point. And it's, I'm not holding John Tavares out as, as the main reason he's, he's not blameless, but he's not the main factor. I think the main factor is you make that kind of decision and give a guy on your team pretty much total control of what's going to happen with the franchise for a year and maybe two years if, since it's going into this off season, then uh, then you set yourself up for some problems, and I think that's a big reason why they are where they are. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you keep saying, like, making this. The Islanders haven't made a decision in, like, 17 <laughs> years, I feel like. I feel like they just keep yeah. going. You know, decision they just keep, is no decision. Yeah, yeah, decision. yeah, they just tumble. They, they, they were pushed down a hill in, like, 1996, and they just haven't <laughs> been stopped. It's just yeah. pathetic. Yeah. And that, I, I, the, th the funny thing, too, about Tavares is, is you, you know, I wonder, like, if his expectation going into that when when he sent what is it, the Pat Brisson to to go, you know, pass that message along that we don't want to talk about the contract during the season. Like in his head, he probably was like, you know, he's such a hockey robot that that was probably said in his head. He made that decision because he's like, I need to focus on hockey, and he's probably like, you know what, Derek, 
they're logical. They'll probably say, you know what, we'll give you to January. That way you can focus on the season. We'll see how it goes. But when they came back, we're like, yeah, take all the time you want. I'd be like, who on earth would ever do? All right, fine. If that's if that's how you want to do it, it's like, yeah. go right ahead. No. Yeah. There's no, there's no lose. There's what's the losing end of that stick for Tavares? You know? Yeah. I mean, I think the losing end is, is when he says things that I'm sure he genuinely means even now that like, he's always wanted it to work out and he doesn't want to leave. And if he leaves, it's that's going to be a pretty big blow to his rep as a guy who's, who's been, you know, a very loyal, uh, Islander soldier for a long time. Um, the leader of the team, by far the best player on their team. And, you know, since Ziggy Palfy was around, um, so yeah, I think, I think he'll take a hit. And I think the funny thing is that he probably didn't, like you said, I don't think he expected to get all of his requests fulfilled in an open-ended basis. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, and I think maybe that could have been the course adjustment that him and his agent could have taken at some point, which is if I really care about this franchise and I see that we're losing, whether it was, you know, a few weeks before the trade deadline or even now, to go to them and say, look, I, I don't think this is going to work out. You should probably try to get something for me, and then I'll keep you on the list on July 1. But we probably know what that would mean, that he's not interested in coming back. But at least they get something for him if they want to trade him. Now, I mean, doing it now is a little more complicated, but certainly by the trade deadline, they were already headed south pretty fast. But I, I, I get the impression that, you know, he just never thought that that would be a decision he had to make, that that you at, you can ask for whatever you want from your bosses and usually they don't give you everything that you want i think that he just may have been unprepared to get all that and kind of it fell by the wayside and like you said he's an intense guy and he wanted to focus on the year and he did that and the year stunk he had an okay year but their team was terrible and he probably feels a lot of responsibility for that so um I, you know yeah. i i just think it's it's turned into this weird game of of chicken where nobody wants to take responsibility <laughs> it, for this decision no, and it, uh and here we are that's exactly the way it sounds because doug Waite keeps saying well it's not our decision it's it's john's decision and Tavares keeps saying well i hope it works out here well who eventually gets to make the call <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody has to make the call and i mean well, ultimately i think most of us will agree that it's Tavares's decision i mean he's the guy who holds all the power and you know, the, the like you said with about Islanders fans, how we're so beaten down. One of the reasons we're beaten down, or at least I know I am beaten down, is because Tavares says he wants to stay, and I believe him. I believe he wants to stay. I mean, nobody wants to pick up and move their entire life, and it's just putting even more pressure on yourself. And I mean, there's no guarantee that a team he goes to will be better than the Islanders. Although, you know, how could he be any worse? But you know, I I also believe that he wanted to focus on the season, but. Like we've heard stuff like this before from guys like Franz Nielsen and guys like Kyle Oposo and guys like Matt Martin who don't play here anymore. You know, I mean, Mike and I have talked about this. This is our 50th episode, and I, I feel like on 25 of them at least, we have talked about how we never thought that the Islanders would ever lose Franz Nielsen and that he just finished his second season in Detroit. <laughs> it's just as bad as the Islanders' season, you know? So um, it's just odd. And it's just, um, you mentioned Scott Malkin. And I think it's an important thing to mention, and, and you've, you talked about this, I think, in your chat today. You talked about it in the article. Um, Scott Malkin was the only guy who wasn't there. He lives over in England. He's, that's where his business is set up, where he builds these you know, high-end malls. John Ledecky is the guy who lives in New York. He is the guy who's out on the trains meeting people. He's the guy who delivered this bizarro statement that we'll talk about again about in a little bit. Um, he's the guy who takes the bullets. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy who's really making the decisions is 
Scott Malkin. And I mean, what's your impression of like that relationship? And I mean, how much time? Have, I mean, obviously, you've got a lot of time with Malkin uh, with uh, Ledecky, but I mean, I don't know how much time you've had with Malkin to kind of uh, disseminate who, who's who's in the driver's seat here. And like, you know, how can they make this work? I mean, so far, it's not really worked out that well. No, and you know, I think the way that they've divided it up, and and um, you know, I know that Malkin is the one that has gone to meet several times with Pat Brisson, and has kind of been the one that spearheads that connection between the franchise and Tavares on a on a corporate level, I guess you could call it. Uh, Malkin is the one that has regular conversations with Garth Snow about the state of the team. And Malkin is the one that goes to meets with Gary Bettman. And presumably, you know, I, I draw on the experience that I've had covering the other New York team. But, uh, you know, almost 20 years ago, uh, Jim Dolan would regularly meet with Gary Bettman. And, and I think he got a recommendation for a new team president and general manager from Gary Bettman, which was Glenn Sather when he came in in 2000, uh, which has been a mixed bag, I guess you could say, for the Rangers. Um, but still that's a thing that's done where if you're an owner and you don't feel like you have enough of a connection to the to the inner workings of the league front offices Gary Bettman certainly does and he knows everybody and is free with his advice to his nominal bosses so I'm sure Scott Malkin could ask him and there could be those kinds of conversations but uh, to your point Malkin is the one that handles those things John Ledecky handles the uh, maybe you could call it crowd control Um, (laughs) he's the one that's out there in the seats Shaking hands and kissing babies and smiling and riding trains, all the things that now have seemed to have blown up on the ownership group because yeah. the team is not good and they haven't really given a, a, a sufficient enough response to the season. And, you know, I, it, it's tough for me to say, I've, like I said, I've covered teams before. You know, I covered the New York Giants and John Mara is a guy who's front and center all the time. He sits in the press box during games, so he's very easily accessible. Ledecky was accessible for a long time, even if he wasn't interested in doing a lot of on-the-record interviews about the team. Uh, and then after his the big birthday comeback against Detroit, uh, when they won that crazy game, and he's kind of wasn't hadn't been seen again since, <laughs> really in his seats or anywhere, maybe just his suite. But um, you know, it's it's tough to it's tough to to walk that line of wanting the publicity and wanting the attention when things are going okay, whether it's Belmont or whatever. And then, and then saying like, "Mm, I don't think I want to face the slings and arrows when things are going poorly. Mm. There's plenty of owners around the NHL and other sports who don't show their faces at all ever. Mm. And, uh, and that's, you know, it's like I said, Jim Dolan certainly doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. So I find it it funny that Jim Dolan needed, Gary Bettman to explain who Glenn Sather was. You'd think that, like, you knew a hockey, you own a hockey team. Kind of have an idea who Glenn Sather is, but that's just me, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's, it never hurts to have someone who's in the know I give you so. some advice. And I think <laughs> that was part of the reason that Ledecky uh, kind of spearheaded the whatever, the listening tour that he called it, where they basically interviewed everybody who's not connected to a team currently in the last two years. And hired none of them to be president. Of I hope he had fun. I just hope, you know, he had a good time while he's out there, you know. Well, uh, it was, yeah, he talked to some interesting people. Yeah, you know? exactly. I think, I think, if, it, I, I think if you can uh, if you can talk to whatever Brad Richards and yeah, he should have brought a fan. And, he should he, they should have made it like a you know a raffle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Wayne Gretzky and a right. few other people. Yeah. Right? So, All the Islanders alumni. Yeah, uh, right. yeah. You know, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, um, just yeah. Like, go ahead. As a as a kind of tangential point, it's funny that. Because, like you said, it's you know it's all kind of going downhill, but it's going. And you said too that 
it's just been so weird. Like this is a very weird, disturbing kind of timeline that in the peripherals of all this, like we got the Mangano trial going on in Nassau County, this thing in Ronkonkoma <laughs> oh is going God. up. It's, it's not just weird. Like, it, like sure. Like what those, those things have something to do, like kind of a little bit with the Islanders, but like, it's not just weird in this long, uh, like the Islanders bubble right now. It's weird. Like, in all of Islander dumb, you know, just every it's just the strangest two weeks yeah. of kind of sketchy shit. It's just going on, and I, I don't really. It's just a very very Long Island couple yeah. couple weeks going on now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a reckoning for everything that's everything that's started with something good in the dynasty era many years ago, and now it's like, yeah, I I think the best. The best question that I got in the uh, in the chat today was someone about uh, you know uh, the karma the karma of the bill paying karma since of, of getting the four straight cups that mm. you were if you could say look back you know look into the crystal ball and say you can win four championships but for the next thirty five years <laughs> you could be the biggest laughing stock in the NHL right. and never get a, and never get a permanent home or at yeah. least put it off for 40 years i wonder i wonder if many of the fans would have taken that probably i, I think I, but i think the flyers made a sort of a, a smaller version of that same pact when they were like okay you could have bernie perrant at, at the top of his game for like <laughs> two seasons and then you could never have another good goalie again forever and i think that's you know they're they're losing what five nothing now six nothing i don't even know anymore, i think but... it's up to seven actually oh, with a with a Sidney crosby hat trick oh, he probably <laughs> he probably headed he probably headed two of them in yeah, to right? to wow. complete it they're gonna to have to bring in um, Nick Foles to to. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so so this whole weird thing happens on Monday. It's very very strange. It's um, so weird. It's so it weird. So weird. Um, you know, the reason we were asking about the sort of tone was because only the Ledecky um, statement part was even uh, offered to Islanders fans or via their Twitter, I guess, via the video. None of the Garth Snow, Doug Waite stuff was. And, uh, you know, Snow gave it like uh, it was Alan Krita, apparently, of the New York Times, who asked him, like, do you feel like you've justified having this job for this long? And he was like, yeah. And then he started talking about how, like, they've rebuilt since 2006. And it's like, dude, what about like the it's last 2018? Yeah, it's a long it, I think in Snow's mind, I kind of get tricked into doing this, too. Like uh, in, in my head, I think it's 2011. And I'm like, you know, yeah. however old I was then, 21. <laughs> and that's and but it, it's it's 2018. It's it's. That's twelve years. Like, oh yeah. my god! So, uh, the, the other day, I was uh, I was actually out on Long Island because it was my nephew's eighteenth birthday party, and uh, we had to drive all the way out there. And my I told my wife, I said, I definitely want to go because this way I will remember that he is eighteen, and I won't stop telling people that he's twelve, like I have been doing for the last like ten <laughs> yeah. years. You know, <laughs> that's like, what Garcia thinks. Oh. Right? That's uh, time. Time is a problem. But anyway, so then this whole weird thing happens, and literally nobody's happy. Nobody gets what they want. The whole thing is very strange. Um, you know, Arthur's write up captures the whole thing, all of the problems that it that it, it you know brings up, and then on Tuesday they double down with another bizarre, weird statement <laughs> that includes. By the way, don't forget we got we secured Belmont, and also thank you to Governor Cuomo for helping us there. And we're like, yeah, that was that was I, my I, sort of like I, Luann I, moment. Like, am I really reading this? Is this a joke? Did I, I write this? Like, what the hell when, is when, this? When I, how long did it take you, in all honesty, Dan, to to Realized that wasn't um, fake. Oh, like five minutes. I'm not. I read it like three times. Before yeah, me I'm too. Like, oh, I, this is because I, I think I saw it retweeted by Kevin Schultz, and and I was like, oh man, 
that was pretty funny, Kevin. Like I was gonna, and I was like, oh shit, that's the yeah. Islanders. Like I had to open it up, look for the blue check mark. Oh. So like, um, <laughs> did you know that that was gonna come out? Like, did they have any inkling? And or I guess my my other question is like. Was it just like – was he just drunk? Was it like a drunk test? He was just like, oh, I got to send this drunk, out too now. Well, is it drunk damage control? Like do you think that yeah. they took the reaction from Monday and was like, oh, crap, crap we have to do something about this? Um, well, when you when you ask if I knew it was coming, I was uh, sitting in the movie theater with my <laughs> wife and my son seeing Black Panther. So. Oh, dude. Oh, that was awesome. That's no. the best thing you could be doing. Did you, and did it was, you have to leave the movie to like go respond to it? I heard my, I heard my phone buzzing a lot, and I was a little concerned that they had perhaps uh, their reaction to the fan reaction was, <laughs> "Oh, now we need to fire everybody." Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that was I kind of surreptitiously looked at my phone and saw it was just a bunch of direct messages from Islander fans. I was like, "Okay, something silly happened. That I don't really need to know about just yet." Right. And then when the movie ended. I looked and searched for this and I saw it and my reaction was also like Dan's that I was not sure that this was legit. Um, So, yeah, maybe they thought that their statement uh, on Monday was really only for the media, for the assembled crowd and that Tuesday's was really for the fans. But the fact that they were so similar. Right sort of negated that and and then the trying to spin it positively and pat themselves on the back for the for belmont which is a huge achievement if they can get it built and right and the yeah. timeline they seem to be on <laughs> on schedule for that for for 2021 or whenever it's going to be um but probably not the right time to, to be yeah. the, to do the self-congratulatory <laughs> statement yeah oh it was so ch- it was just they snuck it in there I, I i like just talking about very long island that was a very long island thing it was yeah. like you know the, all this, this this is going on like big ups to to chrome to como like that was <laughs> that was really great of you politician guy like you know we got to make sure it stays on our good side and it was just like was, i don't know i don't know who like yeah it i'm still kind of freaked out i'm freaked out by it, it was very creepy it was more than very, anything it was very creepy and you know the islanders are not one of these sort of self-aware uh sports teams that have like the fun twitter account that's out there with the gifts and all this stuff like they're very buttoned up they don't really do kind of wacky weird stuff like that which was what threw me off like what well, this is very strange of them and and like you said art like it it, it was very similar to their previous statement and the whole thing comes off as being really insincere like you know i mean i wrote a joke one today because i mean you can't have two and then not follow it up with the third one i figured that <laughs> why not but like you know it really came off like this sort of creepy like you said mike this creepy sort of phone message from an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend like trying to get you back like no really i meant what i said i'm really sorry and and you know we're gonna make things right this time meanwhile absolutely nothing has changed and that's sort of what it comes down to, they, they haven't really done anything. They've said a lot. Um, and I guess that, that brings me to my, my big thing. You know, what, um, what I found fascinating about Monday was that, like, people can take it and, and interpret it in different ways. So, like, for me, when I read that, well, I guess the thing that, that people stuck with was Ledecky saying that the entire hockey operations, you know, whatever uh, portion of the team will be under evaluation and it might take weeks or days or months or whatever. To me and apparently to your colleague Brett Segalis from the New York Post, that means nothing. Like, those are just empty words, and these guys, like you said, are probably going to be at, you know, at the job uh, when it's all said and done starting next season. Other people, I've uh, comments I've read on the blog were like, oh, that means that they're gone. That means that they're going to evaluate, and eventually they're going to fire them, and that'll be done. But you took it a different way, which I hadn't really thought of, which was that 
now they're going to be sort of working on a day-to-day basis, not knowing what their fate will be and how that will, you know, how they can do their jobs effectively. Is that like a gut feeling or is that kind of the, you know, have you kind of heard that from inside or, or what? Or is that just sort of your interpretation of what they said? It's mostly my interpretation. It's I have certainly haven't heard much of anything from inside, and, and obviously, I, you know, when I sit down with with snow and with weight, mostly snow, because uh, as I said a lot in the chat today, you know, if they're going to make a decision, yeah. they're they're changing general managers. They're not gonna they're not gonna clean house, especially not as we get deeper into the off season. You actually have to have a coaching staff, and that's really more relevant to the to the avalanche situation that you can't just start a, a meandering three-week search for somebody you think will be good in July. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think we, you can focus more on snow, and then the GM can decide who he wants to keep on later on. Um, but uh, but obviously, Garth, you know, and for a lot of his, you know, which is, and I'm using this word again, but he's, he's an awkward press conference guy and always has been. <laughs> Uh, you know, for all of he doesn't that, do very many of them. He doesn't do very many. And when you talk to him one on one, he's a little bit more candid. I think the Q and A that I did with him when we kicked off at the Athletic a couple months ago was a little bit more in depth and had some more self aware moments. But uh, but he's not going to say like, yeah, I don't know what's what's happening here because that <laughs> really projects like this place is a mess. I mean, we know it's 90% of that, but he's not going to give away any of that sort of thing. So he's not going to say, like, yeah, I don't know what my status is. Mm. Um, and I don't think they're going to come right out and say it. But, yeah, you know, talking to people that I know around the league um, who know these people, I, I think that's the sense is that it really is kind of a, you know, that's their their tough stance is that they're not going to give a vote of confidence and they're not going to blow it up they're gonna say we're still evaluating and that's all well and good but where was that evaluation starting last year i mean they had a chance to the end of the season last year right around this time they could have hired dean lombardi who was just let go by la they could have hired whoever to be their coach after they hired dean lombardi or whoever they just had a chance to make that change and a year to show john Tavares that they were serious about what they've talked about wanting to do and build. And, you know, if you could have gotten the year you've gotten from Matthew Barzal and they could have been starting in a new direction if that's what they wanted. Uh, And not only did they keep Garth on the job, who, as I've mentioned, has several years left on the deal that Charles Wong handed him on the way out the door. uh, They doubled down because they hired his assistant GM as their head coach. (laughs) And, and to do it all um, in the, without any assurances from Tavares, but in the hopes that he would like it because he likes those two people a lot, uh, is another, is, is really one of the, like of all of the baffling things that have happened in the last 12 months with this team, that is the most baffling of all that, that you wouldn't, you would, in all the conversations Scott Malkin and Pat Brisson have had and all the conversations that Garth and Tavares have had and Doug and Tavares have had, I assume the owners and Tavares have had, You would say we're doing these things and you don't have, you know, Tavares is not going to give his tacit approval or not going to say I need X, Y and Z. That's not his style. And that's very few player style. But to do it and fingers crossed, this is something that's going to work. And if it, you know, like uh, it's just crazy. It's one guy and it's a great guy, but it's still one guy and you're still going to have a team Mm. if he leaves. And it's and there's that's the other part, too, is that I I felt like that's where Ledecky, I think, went wrong is that. 
the fans are upset about the on-ice product. They're not, they don't care about Belmont right now. They don't care about the arena stuff, even though that's not great for the next few years. But if you want to spin it positively, highlight that you got a guy who's a lock to win the Calder Trophy, and there's a few other good players around, and it just sort of took the air out of the room and made snow and weight on the defensive. And, and you know, Doug handles those things pretty well. He talked. He did talk about accountability and needing to be better, and I think he's been hitting those points a lot, and I think it's genuine that that, uh, that he needed to do a better job as coach, obviously. They, they were terrible this year. And Garth is not going to hit those notes because he's not that kind of person, but I'm sure he knows that they need to make a lot of changes. And I think just the inability to talk about what the on-ice product was and really get down to it, which I, I genuinely feel whether Tavares stays or goes, this is not a team that's going to fall down the rabbit hole like Colorado. They're not going to have 40 points next year. They're not that bad. And this to to take it in this whole other direction of, well, we're just going to sit and watch what they do hour by hour every day of the offseason so that people like me can never be away from their phones for more than 10 consecutive seconds right. is completely whacked. Yeah, no, it is. It's all, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, whole, the, the contract thing, um, with the you know how Wong, like you said, just kind of on his way out gave him gave Snow that basically what feels like a lifetime contract. Was that that Supreme Court decision? Oh, you know, like ten years after the American Revolution, where some they appointed like a bunch of Supreme Court justices before the president left the midnight judges. I think it is. Basically, he was just like I'm. I love I love Wong for a couple of reasons that like the Islanders. You're not sure if the Islanders still are here and exist for with, without Charles Wong and whatever. Obviously, the guy's a kook, but that that is like something I don't know if I'll ever forgive him for. It's just yeah. like completely like sticking us, this guy on us. It's almost like his our penance to pay for uh, <laughs> you know the the real estate deal not going his way. Well, I mean, I, I it occurred to me when I was writing that very long winded and talk about meandering. I wasn't even sure what I was writing by the end of it, but. It got to a point where it, it dawned on me that the problem with the Islanders under Wong and Snow and now Ledecky and Malkin and Snow is that they, they're constantly trying to think out of the box. 15-year contracts for goalies, 10-year contract for, you know, whatever uh, it was, eight years. What, what was it? Eight years or 10 years for uh, Yashin, you know, general manager for this many years, playing in Brooklyn. It's kind of – I mean, we had to move, but here's the whole thing. Like they need to start thinking inside the box. Like what? Just ask yourself: Would t- the Tampa Bay Lightning do right. this? Right. What? They just what, make make a, that as their their like yeah. the buck stops here. Put it on your desk. Yeah. What would Every the time Pittsburgh you need to Penguins make a do in this, situ- right. in this situation? You know, what would they do? Uh, what would Lou Lamorello do in this situation? Like think inside the box. Think about what a normal team would do for once in your franchise's history. The Islanders have never really been a normal team, even when they were winning. They weren't a normal team back in the in the good old days, but. They really need to start doing things the normal way because, I mean, if if this is let, let's say the team is this is the way it is let's say Tavares resigns and everything everybody comes back and there's you know a couple of new faces and it's still snow and it's still wait and it's still these other guys come October I I for one don't think they're going to trade those two picks I think they're just going to use them on two kids and that and like, look how good these kids are um, <laughs> I mean. Is there going to be any excitement for this team at all? Like, I mean, obviously Barzell brings the excitement wherever he goes, but like, I just, that's what I totally see them doing because, like, we said at the top of this whole thing, they just don't make decisions. They just, things just sort of happen as they continue to exist. And I could totally I, see I'm that actually, happening. 
I'm glad you brought up Ziggy Poffy before because I think about Ziggy Poffy. He was like an island on the Islanders, whereas these, the teams around him were crumbling and horrible. The whole yeah. franchise was a mess. That 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 could happen. I mean, it, it could have happened to Tavares. He he had some good teams, but it could definitely happen to Barzal. Where like yeah. three three years from now, when Tavares is gone and Jordan Eberle's gone and Anders Lee's gone, like the <laughs> Islanders are going to suck. He's going to be the only reason people show up, and he's just change his name to Ziggy. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's going to be where the 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 commissioner has to step in and <laughs> nullify a trade because the owners yeah. told Mike Milbury you just have to sell off any yeah. anything that isn't nailed down? I mean, it could happen now. No, like we're heading down no. that. Look, look what just happened the past two days. How, I don't well, know but yeah, but this is this is a blip. That was like that, that was, was pretty bad. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but that's how these things fun. happen. Like, they steamroll like out of control because you like crazy. Between people. like 1996 and 2000, 2000. Yeah, this the yeah, this, like that, that was yeah. there. That was it's crazy. That, it was crazy that, then, that but this is crazy now. Like, yeah, the team should have folded. Like they had right. nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's this, this is it's not you can't you can't be in the NHL right now and and act that way. And frankly. You know, and this is not to excuse Snow, but I think this is how he's perceived by a lot of other people around the league is that for the first however many years he was GM, you know, he had an owner that wasn't spending on anything. He wasn't spending on scouting. He wasn't spending on a real front office. He wasn't spending on coaches. He wasn't spending on pretty much anything else. And they, that was, those were his best years as GM. Now he's actually got like <laughs> well, resources you know, and he's been horrible. I'll hearken back to, uh, to my. You know, I was talking about Glenn Sather. Glenn Sather worked on a pretty shoestring budget in Edmonton and built one of the, right. you know, maybe the second best team of the last 40 years behind the Islanders. Yeah. And then when he had unlimited resources with the Rangers, he was terrible yeah. and needed a salary. And a salary cap is the only thing that saved him. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I think the last couple of years, the budget has has gone up and and snow has really been challenged because the when the budget goes up, you're tempted to spend it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you end up spending it on guys like Andrew Ladd or, or <laughs> Cal Clutterbuck or yeah. Thomas Grice. You end up being way more generous to guys than you, than because you like them and they've helped you in the past, or you won a Stanley cup with them a decade ago instead of doing the thing that you need to do, which is to continue to, to try to stockpile young guys and put them in the right spots to succeed and then make a couple trades to bring in other young guys who have term left on their deals, which I, you know, I think the, the lad and Chimera summer and then watching all those other guys go. Although certainly none of the, none of the Opozo Franz, Matt Martin crew is feeling much happier about what they've chosen. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, I mean, let's cool it on the yeah, things. Yeah, could yeah, have been know, so great. Lost. Yeah, everybody, uh, yeah, everybody. It's, it, everything fell apart. Actually. Like everything, so, everything about the so even like Hamannick, like since then, like right. there's been nobody that's come out of that core. That's better for being an Islander. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. It's uh, that's a really depressing thought, but uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's it's it doesn't just add, it's not just the on ice people. It's it's us too. Just yes. t- if you don't ever want to be touched by this franchise. Well, that's the funny <laughs> thing when when I get fans on Twitter or wherever saying like, "Who should I root for now?" I'm just like, "You're going to bring this to wherever you go." So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you should maybe yeah. you should all be Ranger fans so that you can sink that franchise. No, yeah. I'm kidding. That um, that but uh, but yeah, I I just feel like you know they've got. They've got five or six guys that are legitimate NHL guys that you can build around right now. Even if Tavares leaves, it would it would be a big blow. But they're not they're not completely a mess. And and if the argument is I don't want Garth Snow making those decisions, 
whether Tavares stay, you know, if Tavares goes, I don't want him armed with the two draft picks that one of them could win the lottery, I guess. And that certainly would change a lot. But if you've got 10 and 12 and you're going to trade 12 plus Brock Nelson for some, a good defenseman or trade something else for a decent goaltender, you know, that's a separate argument if you don't want the current GM being the guy who makes those decisions, but they're not, they're a couple moves away from being competitive because, you know, this is, I'm watching Philly get, give up the <laughs> touchdown to Pittsburgh here tonight. They're, they're not that bad. They're, they were not as bad as they finished this year. There was something fundamentally wrong with the way that they were either coached or taught or played. Something was really amiss the last 55 games of the season. And, uh, and they've obviously got to get it fixed. And whether there's new guys that come in to fix it or the same guys are here, it still needs fixing. So I don't, you know, that's why to me, not making that decision at ownership level to fish or cut bait right now is uh, is probably even more maddening because there's so much that needs to change. So the uh, the media availability that was meant to, you know, set the tone for the off season <laughs> and we'll, you know simultaneously wrap up the current the, the past season and then set the tone for the off season. Total disaster. <laughs> Yeah, circus. Uh, of epic, uh, circus of epic proportions, and here we are. Uh, we have all raised good questions. We have absolutely no answers for any of them. Uh, so uh, to end on a positive note uh, and to uh, you know hopefully give us something else to look forward to this summer, um, do you have any like music recommendations? Uh, any <laughs> albums coming out? Concerts that are going around? You know, tours that are going around? Uh, just to just to give people something to look forward to. Well, um, I am going to see Weezer and the Pixies in oh. July uh, up at uh, the Lakeview Amphitheater in beautiful Syracuse, New York. Very good. So anybody who's in the area should go to the show. Maybe don't bother me while I'm there, but <laughs> you should go because it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah um, if you see Art at the show, don't be like, I can't believe they didn't fire snow on Monday. Like, don't, don't do that, please. It's exactly. Yeah. Like, if you want to buy me a beer, yeah. great. <laughs> Anything else Islanders related, you can yeah. send me send me a tweet. Um but that's really, you know, uh, I really like this band called White Reaper, which is a terrible name for a band, but also <laughs> they make good music. They're from Louisville, and their lead singer, I believe, is named Tony Esposito. So there's a little oh, hockey connection there in there go. somewhere. Very nice. White um, Reaper. White Reaper from Louisville. And then uh, Run the Jewels, who uh, I'm yeah, sure my, uh, people have heard of. Yeah, my fiance just saw them at Barclays, the home of the oh, Islanders. There you go. There you go. Exactly. I don't know with, if I could. With I don't Mitski. Know, I think we I'm love a, Mitski. I think I'm a little too old to sit through a Run the Jewels show live, but I do like listening to their music in the car. So, uh, probably not when the two year old's in there. I can yeah. I can get away, I can get away with my son who's almost thirteen, but uh, okay. but that's it's cool. but it's that's that's what I've got. And I got to see Black Panther yesterday. So yes, I was going to so say far, so far good off season for me. Yeah, I was not I so was, much for the Islanders. <laughs> no, no. Well, anytime you can see Black Panther is good. And I was going to say, like, th- this is why I'm glad you you gave us those recommendations because I've been stumping for Black Panther. I think on the last three episodes, and I, you know, I already I told my wife yesterday it's coming out on Blu-ray May fifteenth. I got to get it. I want to watch it again. I can't wait. It's probably going to be all kinds <laughs> of cool stuff behind the scenes stuff. I want to watch it again. Uh, obviously, my my recommendation would be go to see Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, I guess on May 29th. Uh, no, sorry, April 29th. Um, so we will take your music recommendations. We will take your amazing Islanders coverage at The Athletic. Please go there, read art stuff, sign up for it. You you can't get better stuff than this. It's just, it, it's been phenomenal. And uh, I mean, I have, I, I would wish you good luck, but I mean, I know this team too well. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's going to help you, but uh, hopefully things get a little bit less weird than they were the last two days for you. Yeah, I don't. I mean, uh, never say never, but it's probably going to be tough to top. That's for that's sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't don't say it. <laughs> don't you dare. Not with this team, man. Yeah, you never know. You never know. But uh, thank you so much again for coming on with us. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk to you again before the end of the summer. At some point, probably after free agency, and we'll see what disaster is left for us to sift through then, too. All right, cool. Thanks, Take guys. Take care. Thanks a lot. Bye, Art. Bye. Bye. Um, so that was great. Uh, Art gave us some great, great insight there. Um, you know, I, I, again, we weren't allowed to watch most of it. We only watched the whole decade <laughs> part. And even if it's I like had Ru- been able to watch maybe it, maybe it's the Russian. Remember they hired that Russian, uh, like tracking GPS guys? Well, the, yeah, uh, those guys. Maybe like, you know, they've just like infiltrated the Islanders, <laughs> Putin and them. Tur- turned off their uh, their Islanders TV. They've t- we have taken control of Islanders TV. Now you watch what we want you to watch. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. That would have been uh, that's possible. But uh, I, you know, even had I been able to watch it, I'm not sure I quite would have understood what was happening. I'd be sick to my stomach watching that. Yeah, it's just very weird, and and you know, there's just so many questions, and we just don't know. Uh, you know, we don't have the answers to them. Like, that's the thing. And it's like, this is not how you want to start an off season. And, uh, you know, it's just funny because um, the island, you know, I always complain about Canadian media and how crazy it is and how they, you know, they're often, you know, they give the Islanders, they, they treat them like they're from an alien planet. Um, but right, right after the Islanders did their circus uh, on Monday, the senators and Canadians started doing their stuff. And that's taken like, most of the 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 uh, attention away from the Islanders. The Canadians talked about like they needed better attitude. Everybody needs to have good attitude. We we have no attitude here. And it's like, what are you guys talking about? You <laughs> you traded you traded PK Subban because of his attitude. You like Shea Weber's attitude. Now you're now you complain about the attitude. What the hell is this attitude? Yeah. And then the Senators like they had this crazy press conference, and then they've had these town halls. And I keep hearing like, oh, well, at least they had the town hall. They met with the owner. Have you been reading what that's been coming out of these town yeah, halls? Like, it's you hysterical. Know he's a crazy person. He's like, yeah, he's, he's awesome. And I would take him. And he's just sitting there swatting away questions. It's so funny from fans. It's hysterical. He's, like people are like in the thing. And he's you know, at one point, Pierre Dorian, the general manager, was like, you know, name name one free agent that we've ever that we've ever lost and somebody's like how about alfredson and and melnick was like well he wanted to go to detroit it's like no he didn't and then meanwhile i got six senators bloggers like you know posting the same clips from when that whole thing went down of auto you know basically alfredson saying i wanted to sign they told me they were going to sign me and then they didn't so i had to find some place to play so i went to detroit like it was just it's so bizarre like he's been blaming the media which again, if you you know follow this stuff, I mean Ottawa has to have of all the Canadian cities, I think Ottawa and Winnipeg are probably the two that you know are the least critical. I guess Edmonton is in a way because they're all carrying water over there. But like, <laughs> it's like I never thought the Ottawa media was all that critical of the Senators, but apparently, according to Eugene Melnick, they're the ones that are causing all the team's problems. And it's just you know I'm not trying to like say that the Islanders are in a better situation. These guys, I mean, I guess in some ways they are, but. Uh, you know, the Senators were in the Stanley in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals last year, which you pointed out to a while back. So it's um, <laughs> but it's just, you know, the weird is is all over the place. And, and, you know, we're not alone. Other teams having these kinds of questions. But, you know, when you take this, you know, these two days and you extrapolate them out towards all of the other bizarre things that have happened in this franchise seemingly forever, 
It's exhausting, man. It's just exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah how many times have we said that too? You know? It's yeah, right? just what a horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. It's just it it it, it we always say it's it's like a, it's not like a you know it is like a for lack of a better term like franchises like the Islanders and the Browns and I'm gonna it's, it's just annoying that you have to mention the island you know. Yeah. You don't ever want to be associated with the Browns, and I'm sure <laughs> the Browns never want us to be associated with the Islanders. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like these, like the, the horrible franchises and laughing stocks. Uh, you know, it's like, it, and like I say, apologies for the word, but like pissing. It's like a pissing contest between the fans. Like, oh, we have it worse. We have it worse. We have it worse. And you try. I try to sit back and be like, oh yeah, like there are you know fan bases who've been through worse than I have. Right. But it's getting to the point where it's yeah, they've probably been through worse times and bleaker times. But I don't know if. It's ever been um, – it's like you said, it's never been normal. So I don't know if it's ever been as consistently weird around those franchises. Yeah. So – and, and it's just getting weirder. It, it is getting weirder. And I think what makes it worse – I was thinking about this on the way home today. I think what makes it worse is that you know, a couple of years ago, Ledecky and Malkin came in. They were the you know minority owners for two years or whatever, and then they became the majority owners. And they talked – I mean at the time they talked about getting – you know, a new arena and the world-class organization, all that stuff, but they weren't quite the majority owners yet. Then they take over, you know, the first year, I mean, I guess everybody kind of gives them a year to, to, you know, see the lay of the land and, and, you know, it wasn't a good year. Everything went wrong. They fired the coach and it was almost like, I, I you know, as much as we, <laughs> I don't want to go back and listen to it because I'm sure I'll, I'll be wrong, but it felt a little bit like, you know what, man, sometimes it's just not your year. It's a wash. You know, everything went wrong, happened. But then sort of starting at the end of last year when really very no no changes were made and ownership wasn't really sort of, you know, front and center about making the team better, um, you know, you started to wonder, like, what was going on here? Then Belmont happens and it's like, wow, this is great. But now you can see the tide turning again and turning just even harder the other way by saying like, well, yeah, you just have an announcement. You don't, we don't have an arena yet. Like we, you know, let's get a shovel in the ground. Like there, there are people lining up. We talked about this last show. There are people lining up to oppose this arena. And it's yep. like, now that's called yep. into, into question too. I mean, after Monday, everything is called into question. And it's like, we had so high, such high hopes that, you know, these guys would finally be the guys to normalize this team. Yeah. They'd, they'd own the team in 30 years. Right. And, and yet here we are like, we're at like Wong, Milbury, you know, Pickett, Gang of Four, uh, Mil Milstein levels of dysfunction all over again. And it's, you know, I mean, again, like Arthur said before, you know, I don't know if they're going to have to trade Ziggy Palfy for, for money, <laughs> essentially, as they did last <laughs> time. But, you know, it, it, it does have that vibe about it. Like, what is happening around here? What, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? And, you know, that's not right. And, you know, again, like he points out, they have good players on this team. For all the complaining we do, Matthew Barzell is like a month or two away from basically winning the Calder Trophy. I mean, let's face it. He's going to win it. Um, Bovillier had a, had a good season. Jordan Eberle had a great season. <laughs> Jordan Eberle. Right, yeah. Like, that's a resurrecting. If if the Islanders had won, if the Islanders were in the playoffs and the Oilers weren't, you don't think Jordan Eberle would have been an enormous story? <laughs> like, right, all yeah. these guys. Uh, it would have been huge. And, you know, Ryan Pollock had a good season. I mean, he's a defenseman, so they're always kind of flying under the radar. He had a really good – he came around and he had a really good season. Yeah, he's like a legitimate, you know, on sure. his way to being a top pair guy. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, the, the, they they had – I mean, Anders Lee had 40 goals. That's what I want to know. Like, like <laughs> these guys – are these guys like sitting around being like, huh, I played like really well this year. Right. And then the other guy's like, yeah, so did I. And yeah. so did I. Right. 
what the hell are we doing not playing these games? Like, how did right. this happen? Oh. I mean, if anybody else was an all-star after 12 years in the league, they would have been a huge story. But meanwhile, Josh Bailey's is like, yeah, he's an all-star. Oh, okay. And then they just we just move on because of the Tavares stuff, because you know, the team wasn't in the playoffs or whatever at the time. There's all these things going on. It's like there's there there are good things about this team, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody, though, of totally forgetting about them because of the overall state of the team. And it's it's not it sucks and it's it's not really fair to those guys and you know I mean it's, shoot Andrews Lee is going to go home and say I got forty I got forty goals I got more goals than you know anybody on on half of the teams in the playoffs like right. and, you know what, what's going on and he's a year from being unrestricted free agent too like you said so it's um you know it's <laughs> it's just demoralizing and Monday you know you, I don't want to say my hopes were high uh, Mike Carver mentioned this on the the uh, ILC podcast you know I kind of expected them to come back it just at the same time, you kind of wanted to feel good about the direction of the team, and it just it just didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I kind of just wanted them to say some. Yeah, like you said, to put it perfectly. Like I, I <laughs> there's there was no way that I went into that thinking that something big was going to happen. Whether right. it was like you know someone getting fired, Tavares contract, whatever, <laughs> whatever it could have been, whatever pe- normal teams call press conferences for. <laughs> I knew it wasn't that. <laughs> I knew it was going to be something. You know, maybe the. You know, they signed a deal to get a Belmont sponsorship. I don't know what what I was thinking, but, but I didn't think it was going to be just a creep fest and <laughs> make me feel uncomfortable yeah. and confused. I, right. I feel I feel like I got punched in like the head or like, you know, because I'm just like wobbling around. I'm, right. I got no clue what the hell that was about. Yeah. But I forgot to mention this too. When he, when I read that Ledecky stood in the back of the room, you know, the first person I pictured was Bobby Valentine, when when he got thrown out of that Mets game oh, one yeah, time, when he came back in with the mustache and the the you know the sticker on the mustache and the sunglasses. That's what I thought of. Like, sorry, I was, I, I was just laughing. Don't know. I I was like when I saw that picture you tweeted of the two of those guys. It's just, I'm trying to imagine what it was like, and I just. Don't I bet you I like in my head I was like I bet you it's an empty room and the islanders are just like listen there's no cameras we turned it off just pretend like you're you're you know swatting away angry media people and we'll mm. we'll like get it we'll massage it out there yeah but yeah that, and that's another thing too like that picture you know it's it's funny too because the picture of of Garth Snow used in Andrew Gross's story today in Newsday is from like I don't know however many years ago today it's like he, he, there's like literally eight known pictures of Garth Snow. He is not a guy who does a lot of media. <laughs> so it's like you only have to rotate these eight pictures over and over again. So this is now – that is the ninth picture of Garth Snow that we have. Um, and that just shows you just how kind of – you know, we we wait all year for these media availabilities. Yeah. And when they happen and it happens like on Monday, we don't get any answers, let alone answers that we want to hear. Um, it's it's really demoralizing. But hey, yeah. there we go. what can you do? Uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess that that's really all there is now. We wait to see what happens tomorrow <laughs> if, uh, if anything happens. Um, uh, but you know, like, like Art said, the, the worst part about it is if they make a change now at any point, you know, but from now to, you know, July, early July, it's too late. Yeah. The whole thing yeah. is just too late. You know? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. It's just, it, there's no, they, they did it. They flubbed it. The uh, I got a I my friend who this guy Martin who's an Islander fan from Nottingham England sent me a message on Twitter saying it was he was the most baffling decisions he's ever seen in sports and he's seen a Kuwaiti scoreboard operator appear to be in control of a soccer team. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, I mean, it's just like, you know, like that's yeah. the level you're at now. You, you, yeah. The Islanders were always in that not a normal kind of circus franchise, but now we've kind of moved into the next level. Right. And um, soon the, there's not going to be another level. The, the Kuwaiti scoreboard operator <laughs> level. <laughs> and, you know, this, this, the really dumb thing is, like, you, I mean, you know, we talk about them being like an, an uh, out-of-the-box team. Like, if they were winning – and winning doing stuff that was out of the box, it would be awesome. Like, I would love that, and I would really eat that up, you know? I mean, I don't want to – I mean, I would love to root for a winning team. If it was a boring winning team, that'd be fine. I mean, the Devils were a boring winning team for a long time, and, right. and that's fine. Like, I never had a problem with the Yeah, Devils. just wake up and just being like, oh, we're probably going to win tonight. Yeah, you know, the Yankees, so, you know, sort of, the, you know, rooting for the Yankees is like rooting for U.S. Steel used to be the, the old <laughs> line. And it's true, you know? I mean, it's not exciting. It's just They just win games. But, like, if you could win games and just be this off-the-wall, bizarre team that, you know, everything you touch turns to gold somehow, man, that would be awesome. And for a little while, it looked like the Islanders were going to be that way, but... Then they just stopped acquiring yeah. players, yeah. <laughs> and, and like they just signed the guys that they had. Like Art said, they they had cap space, they had money, they signed the guys that they liked, and and that's it. Now we're stuck with them, and you know a lot of them just frankly aren't that good, and they're gonna need to move on, or <laughs> I don't know, something something's gonna have to give. So, uh, what else is new? Anything <laughs> before oh, we man. wrap it up? Uh, what's uh, what's going on? Where's Everton? Are they are they uh, fifth they, on the table uh, these days, or what? Uh, they they are ninth. They're in a weird oh. spot too. They're in a very like kind of uh, crossroads spot where they uh, probably have to blow up their team a little bit oh, and get a new sucks. coach. Yeah, they hired they hired a basically when when they st- they had a horrible kind of spell and were in like near the relegation places. They've never been relegated in their entire existence. Hmm. So to get relegated would just be baffling. But. Um, so they fired their manager. They hired this guy who's Sam Allardyce, who's basically Forte. Hmm. He's kind of like, you know, the Ken Hitchcock kind of style where he just sets teams up, gets them organized, beats teams <laughs> you're supposed to beat and doesn't get relegated. That's his claim <laughs> to fame. So they get they hired him basically just as on to come in, do the job, and then he's going to get fired. And hmm. that's that. Yeah, they're going to they're kind of in a in a weird, weirdly similar spot to the Islanders at the moment. Um, that sucks. I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, but <laughs> yeah, they're moving to a new, new, new stadium. But but it's just like hmm. so much easier. Like, people always say that they're like, oh, they're kind of like the Islanders of the Premier League. I'm like, no, like hmm. there's no Islanders out there. You know, yeah. this this team, sure, it doesn't have very. It's the stability isn't of the same as you know some of the bigger clubs, but. Hmm. The Islanders don't have any stability. I sometimes I go to bed and wonder, oh my god, I wonder if the Islanders are going to exist tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty. How many bad. nights have we had like that in our lives where know. you Too literally many. there was about to be a decision made the next day where the Islanders just might not exist? Yeah, and we would have been better without them. I, I mean, I I lived that existence for most of yeah. my high school and college life. I just you know would wake up and just didn't know if they were going to move or fold or be contracted or whatever, and. Uh, you know, it's it's not fun. I mean, again, I, I I don't I don't think we're in that zone yet. But I mean, I've lived it, and I don't want to live it again. And it right, was yeah. it was it really sucked for a while. And you know, another thought I but had, I thought those days were so far behind me. Yeah, no, they're not as far behind yeah. as they used to be. As, as, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, especially with uh, lots of arenas popping up all over the place, Seattle. <laughs> yeah. And all yeah. Should we? No. Can we just talk about the Ron Conkoma thing for one second? <laughs> Just, just, I just want to, I, I just want to acknowledge the irony. Just, we don't even have to go into it. I, just, I love that the, the reaction on my Twitter timeline was like, 
come on like seriously like another that was, another like thing the, i thought was going to be a joke right like yeah <laughs> i mean seventeen thousand five hundred seat arena like did, did you even <laughs> know that this was like a thing like no just, i thought it was the same thing as that guy who was gonna build a, an arena in medford because he's he's got like a thing for the echl in new york Have you right, seen oh the, right yeah that guy yeah, yeah so i thought that was i thought it was all connected to that but no, it's a completely separate project. And now yeah. the other guy was like, I had no idea this was going to happen. Otherwise, right. I obviously wouldn't start looking into an arena in Medford. Right. But um, There was uh, an article. I mean, there have been a bunch of articles about it on Newsday. Uh, they had one in The Point, which is the political, um, I guess, opinion section uh, that kind of went through how exactly this came about. And the city of, I guess, Ronkonkoma – no, the county made the call, um, but the city of of Brentwood, which I guess is right there, did not. And and I guess Ronkonkoma was kind of like barely in on it. And it's just very strange that this whole thing went up without like really two thirds of the people it's going to involve knowing about it. And it's just it, the whole thing is. And who who's going to for what? Like I don't. Understand. I want to know. Yeah, that's what. I, uh, is there? Is it going to be like an esports arena? Because I was trying to think. All right, so you don't build that arena, and they even said it. You don't build that arena without having a professional I'm sports team. I'm literally just reading that right now. <laughs> yeah, so like you can't do that without having a sports team in mind. So I was like, all right, obviously it's not the Islanders right. because it can't be. It just cannot be. Yeah. It can't be the Rangers. You know, it, they're not going to – the NHL is not going to put a third team in New York. The mm-hmm. NBA, the NFL, the uh, MLB, no one's going to put another team. I'm like, maybe it's going to be – an esports team. Yeah. That's the like. That's got to be the. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, here's a line. So this is from Newsday story uh, by Jim Bomback and Colin McGowan. And um, so a committee of four Suffolk County economic development officials on Friday picked Ronkonkoma Vision Project, a consortium backed by Chicago developer Jones Lang LaSalle and investment banker Ray Bartosik uh, to act as master developer of property mostly owned by Suffolk and consisting of sprawling parking lots serving the train station. Okay, so we move ahead a couple of paragraphs, and then we read that Bartosek in recent years has tried unsuccessfully to purchase the NHL's Phoenix Coyotes and build an (laughs) arena for an NHL expansion (laughs) team in Seattle. So, like, the dude is into hockey on some level enough to, like, try and buy or at least inquire about buying the Coyotes and then building an arena in Seattle to house an NHL team. I mean... I can't for a second think that there's an appetite for another NHL team here. There's no way the league would put one here. Right. Let's just be honest about that. Um, yeah, I guess esports makes sense. I don't know if I mean the NBA. But I don't know. I don't know how it works. Here. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it's just it's, there's also the like that's we went from having what basically no arenas uh, near us. Now we have three, yeah. almost four. It's just like. Yeah. What is going on? It's, what is going on? I mean, and that's I what I was saying with to you and Arthur. I was like, I understand like that, that these things really don't have anything to do with the Islanders, but you have to understand that Islander fans are dealing with these things too, like from a mental standpoint, and try to yeah. digest that as well. Like it's just, yeah. and I mean, well, Ledecky was asking about it. He was like, and they were like, well, what's the deal with this? He's like, no, we're focused on Belmont right now. So. I mean, I don't think he really can't say anything else, but it's. Just... I wonder if it's like if you open up a burger shop in like <laughs> town, and then like a couple blocks down, someone else opens up a yeah. burger shop, and you're like, well, yeah. "Damn, that sucks." Yeah. 
I mean, the, the the thing that got me. I mean, you you mentioned it too. Seventeen thousand seats. Like yeah. that, that's that's no not joke. an AHL arena. That's what, like people are like, oh, they want they want a minor no. league team. Like no. you don't build a, an yeah. arena that seats that many people no. if you're just going to have a minor league team as your own tenant. And, this and is a-, a very strange thing. An AHL arena is seven thousand seats, not seventeen thousand right. seats. Like no joke, Webster Bank Arena is like literally seven thousand seats. You know, I mean the the San Jose Barracuda, which is the Sharks AHL team, they play at SAP Center. Uh, which is you know a normal sized arena, but I can't imagine that they sell out that you know many seats for yeah, it. right. Um, and it's yeah. not, and they're not the main tenant like the no. the, the, the sharks are there. Right. You know you have to have an anchor tenant. There's no yeah. And lacrosse, I, you know lacrosse <laughs> teams. I don't think draws that. Like what yeah. what could possibly be going there? Where they, yeah. they're thinking this is a good idea, and somebody in charge of decisions on Long Island. Right. Has convinced other people somehow. <laughs> however, we don't get we don't need to get into it that this is a good idea. Yeah. There's there's no there's no situation I can believe that would lure another major league franchise to Long Island to play. Like there's just I, not. There's, I, there's, I, I, <laughs> I was like like yeah. What the, are they just gonna like go do like go grab a team from like a a league in Europe and be like yeah you right. guys we're gonna put a you know. A, of like a cricket team here, indoor <laughs> cricket team. So I like, like yeah. what, like, like are they? It's a strange that and and I just, that's just what I don't understand is, yeah, this is all going on at the same time. So yeah. we're all like digesting all these weird things, the Mangano <laughs> thing. It's just such a weird time yeah. to be in this in this yeah. circle. The Mangano thing every day. I, I just read the headlines, but it's kind of made this like kind of cool timeline where, you know, Mangano says that he was, you know, his wife was paid this, and the guy Singh who did the paying was like, <laughs> I didn't pay her anything. It's, it's just two, two, lots of crooked people just sniping at each other. Oh, but that's uh, great. yeah, this. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine this thing ever gets built. I, I mean, just like you know, don't forget like Belmont. You know, they were they had the RFP. I guess the Cosmos won it or they didn't win it, but you know, they were like the number one bidder and then eventually they were like, Yeah, let's just cancel that RFP and try again <laughs> yeah. and that's how the Islanders won it. So you know, just because somebody wins a thing doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna actually happen. I don't think this is gonna happen because this is an unbelievable waste of time and funds for nothing. I mean, look at Quebec City has, you know, probably more people than Suffolk County and it can't get an arena a team to play in its fancy schmancy new arena, so yeah, you know, I, I, it's just, I mean, who else could? I mean, the only teams that could play in an indoor arena that size would be an NHL team or an NBA team. That's yeah, it. Right. I mean, you know, the the net the Long Island Nets have not drawn. I mean, you think the Islanders' attendance is bad? You know, the Long Island Nets. I mean, there, there's more people in my house right now than there would be at a, at a Long Island Nets game. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, it, it's I don't know. It's That's such it. a bizarre thing, but yeah, it's been a long week. It's been a long week, and it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Yeah. Tomorrow's Thursday. It's this week. It's just, just very strange. Strange, so, strange week. Very strange. My my recommendation is for everybody to once this podcast is over, and thank you for listening to this. Yeah. To us thank ranting you. and going crazy. And thank you to Art again for coming on and listening to us rant. Um my recommendation is when this is over, turn this off, take your headphones off, go to a movie theater, see Black Panther. If you've seen it if you've seen it already, see it again. Because I've seen it twice and I loved it more the second time than I saw the first time. <laughs> it's gotta be playing some, if, if Art could see it where he is, I'm sure it's playing someplace where you're where you are right now. Uh, I saw Pacific Rim uh, Uprising. Eh, it was all right. Uh, the first Pacific Rim was better. If you've never seen Pacific Rim, go out and watch it. That's great. Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, you don't need to see. Um, but yeah, we just I think we all just need a break, and yeah, just, I think I think that's like the big thing is just yeah. 
Like he, Stan Fisher retired. Like he needs a break from this too. You know, like every, if 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 he's get it out, we should probably all just you know give it some time. Hopefully yeah. the island. I want the islanders to like shut operations down for a couple months. Come, I think you know, that, I don't want to be. I don't want them to be heard from. I don't want right. anything to do with them. That that would probably be a good idea because then they could just regroup and just let let the crazy happen without you knowing about it. Like just because the crazy is happening doesn't mean you necessarily have to right. know about it. Uh, so just let it happen away from you and then come back and go, huh, that was weird. I guess I missed that and just move on with your life. Um, speaking of Stan, um, you know, the, the, the schedules for podcasts, for hockey podcasts get a little weird if your team is not in the playoffs and, you know, we're not going to cover the whole league. We are definitely going to have a bunch of shows, um, you know, right up until the free agency weekend, I guess, especially after free agency starts. Um, we're definitely going to do a show about Stan and our our experiences uh, as interns of his, uh, as a sort of a, a tribute show to the great man himself. Uh, I don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe soon. <laughs> we'll see uh, You know, if uh, Islanders news calms down. I also feel like we should do a show about stuff people can do that's not hockey-related. Um, you know, giving them suggestions <laughs> about, you know, ways to spend their time. You could tell people you know, what, what, where the betting action is, you know, maybe they can make some money looking at, uh, you know, uh, different events and things like that. <laughs> I'll cover movies and video games and things like that. So, uh, I don't know. That might be a good idea. Yeah. Too, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about the Islanders. No, I definitely do not. <laughs> I, I definitely do not. I just, I just don't know what to say. Like, I just don't yeah. know what to say anymore. You it's know? so sad. It's, uh... it's, yeah, it's really. Uh, anyway, you know, watching these stupid playoffs and I'm just not happy about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just uh, if you, I, I think I'm, I wasn't going to watch them, but now I'm kind of sucked in. And I yeah, just no, the frustrating thing the is that they're like I have a couple of teams I'm watching. Like, like I, I have preseason bets on the Jets and the Bruins both to win the Stanley Cup. So I'm like, all right, like I'm watching them. I love the Jets, obviously. That that's fun. Then, right. but once once it gets to be like Boston versus Pittsburgh and. Nashville versus, you know, who, who like the Ducks. I'm just <laughs> going to not watch. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to yeah. watch anymore. Um, one one series people should be watching, I don't know if they realize this, is going to be Sharks-Ducks. Uh, no, I'm not kidding because our man Brendan Burke is going to be on the call for MSNBC. And I believe Mike Johnson, color analyst there, and he's great if you've never heard him. He's very, very analytically based, smart guy, former player. Uh, they did a great job last year. So if you're going to watch one series, and look, I know I know you like the late night hockey. Last year, I watched Brendan call uh, Oilers Sharks while I played Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I had it on the Switch. I had the game on the TV. It was actually very, very <laughs> relaxing and a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, always support our man Brendan. He's great. Uh, he did a great job this year uh, calling a lot of really awful, terrible, bizarre Islanders games. <laughs> so he deserves a break. And uh, yeah, I, hope, series... I hope it's like a, uh, you know, Put him in the shop window a little bit to get him out of here. Yeah. Well, not, not, he, not he, too much, he deserves though. so much better. Yeah, he, no, I he does. <laughs> I, I like selfishly, obviously, want him to stay, but the man yeah. just deserves so much better. He's such yeah. a good professional. He, he's a great professional. He's a young dude. I mean, he's way young, way, way younger than more younger than me than I would like to admit. Uh, but he, he's great at what he does, and and we wish him all the best. And but we don't want him to get too 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 big because then he's going to leave the Islanders for greener pastures, and we don't want that to happen either. Because uh, <laughs> I don't know who's left. It's going to be it'll be be pretty wild I don't know. they're gonna start finding people off the street i guess but anyway um okay so tell everybody your your twitter account again the big lebowski with two e's the big lebowski you can follow mike there uh you can follow me at culture of losing um 
we don't know what we're going to say. I just don't know what to tell you. <laughs> What's going to happen? Yeah. I'll try it's, my best to separate myself from the Islanders for a little while. Yeah, probably. Yeah, if we don't tweet that much, that that's probably why because we need a mental break. But uh, we thank you for listening. Uh, we yes. thank Arthur Staple again for coming on with us. Uh, it's always a great 50th time. 50th show, that's good. 50th. Yeah, this is our 50th show. So thank you for listening to all 50 previous shows. I have no idea why you would have, but thank you for doing so. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot more. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again in, in a little while. We'll see if there's if, there, if there's more news. Maybe it'll be crazy. If there's not, maybe that's actually a pretty good sign. All right. <laughs> talk to you later. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.